Crystallized intelligence is defined as the ability to use a stock of knowledge learned in the past. Crystallized intelligence, relying as it does on a stock of knowledge, tends to increase with age through one's 40s, 50s, and 60s, and does not diminish until quite late in life, if at all. This is a quote from the book, From Strength to Strength, Finding Success, Happiness, and Deep Purpose in the Second Half of Life, by Arthur C. Brooks, Ph.D. Welcome to the Daily Second Half Horsemanship Podcast, where we talk about the path to better horsemanship in the second half of life. The podcast features a thought for the day, six days a week, and a more in-depth topic discussion or interview on Saturdays. I'm your host, Paul Sherland. There are a number of ways of defining the second half of life. One way is to look at the way the brain changes with age. To summarize Dr. Brooks, he says the following. In middle age, science tells us that the prefrontal cortex of the brain degrades in effectiveness. That means that rapid analysis and creative innovation will suffer. Also, some skills like multitasking become much harder. If you're in a career that depends on these skills, your professional performance will suffer. However, Dr. Brooks also writes that as they age, people are better at combining and utilizing complex ideas. They also get better at using the concepts they know and expressing them to others. They also get better at interpreting the ideas that others have. To me, that means that the second half horseman or horsewoman will be better able to combine knowledge gained from multiple sources in the horse world and outside of it. In the second half of life, we are less likely to be tied to one particular method of training or one clinician. We're more likely to be willing and able to combine the best ideas from a diverse set of instructors. In second half horsemanship, we will be looking for inspiration and ideas from a variety of sources. As we grow older, we become better at interpreting the ideas that others have. We get better at combining and using complex ideas. Past middle age, we also become better at using the horsemanship concepts we know and applying them to our horsemanship journey. If you believe that one clinician or trainer has a monopoly on horsemanship, then second-half horsemanship is probably not for you. What about second-half-of-life outlook? In his book, Finding Meaning in the Second Half of Life, How to Finally Really Grow Up, James Hollis, Ph.D., says the following, Too often we remain in service to the agenda of the first half of life when the soul has already moved on to the agenda of the second. In the first half of life, there's a place for ambition, for the driving powers of the ego, which compel us to overthrow our fears and step into the world. Most of us live our lives backing into the future, making the choices of each new moment from the data and agenda of the old. And then we wonder why repetitive patterns turn up in our lives. For those willing to stand in the heat of this transformational fire, 
The second half of life provides a shot at getting themselves back again. They might still fondly gaze at the old world, but they risk engaging a larger world, one more complex, less safe, more challenging, the one that is already irresistibly hurtling towards them. In the second half of life, your ego enables you to examine your life and your horsemanship and make changes. You don't grade your horsemanship by the standards of others. You evaluate your horsemanship by what is required to strengthen the bonds of trust and confidence between you and your horse. You evaluate your horsemanship by what's good for your horse more than what's needed to win a ribbon in a class or approval from your instructor. You become your horse's most ardent advocate. Many years ago, I took dressage lessons at a local boarding barn. My instructors told me that my Appaloosa mare was limiting what I could do in dressage, and they offered to help me find a replacement. I was in my mid-40s and had owned the mare for about four years. I decided to keep the mare and put aside my ambitions in dressage. That mayor and I were together for another 20 years. We helped gather cattle, took jumping lessons, and rode trails inhabited by deer, wild turkeys, and bears. When relatives came to visit, she would provide horse rides for the kids, but for most of that time she was also one of the fastest horses in the barn when tested against other boarders. Keeping the mare was the best horse decision I've ever made. So maybe in the second half of life, your horse decisions will be made more by your heart than your ego. You'll be able to help your horse and yourself by evaluating and combining the teachings of diverse schools of horsemanship, plus other fields not normally associated with horses. Let me close with a quote from Joan Chittister in her book, The Gift of Years, Growing Older Gracefully. Age is meant for the revival of the spirit. Age is meant to allow us to play with ideas, with projects, with friends, with life. As a second half horsewoman or horseman, may you play with ideas, projects, friends, your horse, and life. Thanks for listening to the Second Half Horsemanship Podcast. If you're also on the second half horsemanship journey, please leave a comment on our website, secondhalfhorsemanship.com. That's the number two, letters N and D, then the words half and horsemanship.com. We're always looking for topic and interview ideas. When I use links to books, products, and services in the podcast, some of those links might be referral links. As an Amazon associate, I earn from qualifying purchases. I earn a small commission when you purchase something through the links, but you will not be charged more by using the links. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help the podcast reach a larger audience. Thank you very much. <laughs>